I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is Brandarius Johnson. He's a mental health and suicide prevention advocate. He's helping destigmatize mental illness while urging us to be open and vulnerable about what's going on internally so we can get the help, love, and support we need. The story of how Brandarius got here is a powerful one. He went through an extremely dark time, which he shares during the episode. He was able to persevere, stay strong, and he turned that tragedy into the drive and motivation he needed in order to make the impact he's having on the world today. Please welcome Brandarius Johnson. My new friend, Brandarius Johnson. Thank you for being here, buddy. Yes, sir. Appreciate the opportunity. Yes, I am stoked about this conversation. Uh, me and Brandarius, we had connected through Instagram. Social media, man. So powerful and awesome. And uh, I think we just kind of, you know, really just liked and, and enjoyed and respected what each of us were doing. And then we came together and connected. Uh, me and Brandarius had a conversation uh, a couple weeks ago where I was just honestly amazed by your story uh, and what you're doing and what drove you to be where you're at today. And really just all the projects and things you have going on. It's just amazing to have someone like you in this world uh, putting forth your, your best effort and making an actual change. Uh, it's just, it's really, really great to see. So if you could just fill everybody in about what you're doing with uh, Day One Ambition and, uh, you know, the story and, and how you got here. Okay, perfect. Uh, first and foremost, thank you again, brother, for the opportunity. It's been nothing but positive energy and vibes between us since we connected. So yeah. big shout out to that. And also all the work that you're doing, spreading love across the world. Man, it's greatly appreciated. So um, with that being said, my name is Brandarius Johnson. I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, before I jump into my story, I give you a little bit of a background. I was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I think it's safe to say my lifelong dream was to be a professional athlete. I wanted to play in the NFL. 
And, um, you know, looking back, football was honestly the first, first thing that I could grab onto. Um, and it's funny in my book that I'm releasing uh, called Mental Hope, I said football was the only place that I could hit someone and not get in trouble. So, you know, for lack of better words, football was a place where I can release myself. Um, football was also something that brought my whole family together on game day. So that was one thing that I kind of, you know, worked my way through my whole childhood, not having my father in my household like I wanted. Um, but football was that thing that brought my whole family together whenever there was a game. Wow. So moving through my life and pursuing a, uh, being a professional athlete, the reason for that was wanting to take care of my family, right? And, and, I, and I can look back and laugh now because I worked extremely hard on the football field, but I didn't take care of business in the classroom. So um, when I was graduating from high school, my only option was to go to a junior college, which if you're not familiar with the junior college, you pretty much get two years there to get your grades up and then transfer to a four-year school. So that's the route that I had to take. And I ended up at Saddleback College in Mission Viejo, California. Um, and even, even being there, it was, it, was, it was no cakewalk. You know, I had, I think, uh, I had three injuries there. One shoulder injury, separated my, my AC joint in my first year. And then on the first day of practice, coming back from the first season, which I was just a practice dummy, um, I tore the left meniscus in my knee and then fractured my patella. So that's where my kind of my, my adversity kind of started with my college dream and my aspirations of playing division one football. And then um, from that surgery ended up having to get a bone marrow done because my white blood cells were low. So had to go, you know, and deal with the cancer center of Las Vegas, Nevada, just to make sure everything was good, which it was. Ended up having that first surgery and uh, in July. Now, I can tell this story fast and make it seem like it was not a big deal, but in those moments, I thought those were like life-threatening situations, right? Yeah. 19 years old, in the best shape of my life, but I'm told that my, my blood cells are low. So yeah. fast forward, that first year, I may have played about seven minutes the whole season because my knee kept swelling, and then I didn't really know the scheme. I didn't study the play, so it was a wash. That, that year, I ended up meeting um, Howard, the girl uh, I fell in love with, you know, and and you'll understand a lot more in her uh, as this story unfolds. But I meet her. Everything is good. We solid. I'm focusing more on my education, um, coming off the injury in, in the first season, right? Feeling good about myself. I roll into this sophomore season, and things are looking up, and I tear the meniscus in my right knee. Right. So I had already gone through the injury thing. I was back on the field within four weeks of having my, my second surgery. And, and, you know, some of the coaches that recruited me said simply they wanted me just because of my attitude and my demeanor and the way I, you know, bounced back. But it was because I had already gone through it. So moving forward, after my second season, I ended up earning a scholarship to Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado. Uh, still dating Howard. Um, ended up moving. To, to Colorado. And then that's where, where things started to go downhill for me, you know, uh, just trying to adapt to a four-year school, real high paced. And, and, and honestly, like looking back, seeing that, that I was probably overwhelmed and probably dealing with depression and anxiety, uh, that stuff started to reflect in, in relationship with how and, I, and even school, you know, I almost checked myself out of school just cause I was, you know, in my own head. And then, 
you um we look at at January 27, 2014, that's when everything really changed for me. And day one ambition became a thing when uh, I lost Howard to suicide. And, and I'm kind of fast forward and skimming through the story because really everything that happened after that is what got me right here. So I just wanted to give a quick timeline on, on the, the life experiences that led up to Brandarius Johnson and who I am today. So before, before the suicide happened, you know, we had talked about, you know, mental health and, and suicide and anxiety briefly over the two and a half years that we were together. And I don't know if anybody else can relate, but before it happened, suicide was just something that I heard about, right? Um, it was also something that I heard people say, oh, get through it, be tough, it's gonna be okay, right? Until I went through that experience and I realized this is real and this is something that needs to be talked about. That's what led to me advocating. And from that day, when I actually found out, you know, that she had passed, uh, I told myself that every day is day one because I knew yesterday was gone and tomorrow may never come for me. That, those were valid feelings for what I was feeling. And day one ambition was, was the concept, right? And just looking back over the last, you know, seven to eight years, that philosophy that kept me alive mentally and physically kept other people alive. And now that I realize I've built a community and a brand and, and dedicated it towards, you know, a healthier lifestyle, encouraging growth, spreading love and giving back, right? And outside of just the, the mental health aspect or, or, or the suicide prevention, just letting the people that, that you love and care about know how you feel about them before it's too late, right? Yep. So um, the world wouldn't spend the same without you has two sides. For me, honestly, I'm more, more passionate with the suicide prevention because that was a lived experience. And I feel like so many people don't know that they have a purpose or don't feel that they have a purpose in the face of adversity. So that's what this concept was for. Like any and every person on this world has a purpose, regardless of what they've done, regardless of what they have or don't have. It's not our it's not our business to judge them, right? So that's what that stemmed from. And and the other side of that is just like, hey, you know what? I really like what you're doing. The world wouldn't be the same without you, right? Because you bring a gift and a purpose to the world that we wouldn't have without you. Yep. And that's the message that I want to send to every person in the world, right? while pushing mental health awareness, while pushing better self-care routines on people. Because like I was saying the other day, you'll, you'll hear people say openly all the time, um, I'm, I'm not satisfied, but you hear people say, I'm all right. Well, I think that's a little bit of a contradiction because satisfied is being all right. Like I wanna normalize where people can say, you know what, I'm not all right, but I know I will be. And that's the hope, that's the message in day one ambition. Like, Regardless of what's going on right now, things will get better. And that's why I was saying the other day, having discipline as a major force in your life, because when you know that you're focused on something and you're determined to see it through, it doesn't matter about the obstacles that you endure in the process of it because you know it's going to come. Mm -hmm. Just like storms don't come to last, right? It might rain, it might thunder, it might lightning for a day or two, an hour or two but you know, eventually the sun is going to come back and shine. So all we have to do is weather our storms in our life. And that's the message that I want to give. And to be honest, you know, they want ambition. Like I was explaining a little bit the other day, it's deeper than just the mental health awareness. It's if you don't have the same passion and desire you have to do whatever it is you do on, on year five or day five, 
that you had on day one. And, and for those of you that don't understand what I'm saying by that, I mean that feeling we used to get on the first day of school. When you got a new outfit, you got your shoes lined up, you might have three or four different outfits. You're excited to go to school those days because you're fresh. That's the feeling of day one ambition. If you don't have that same excitement and enthusiasm to do what you do or love who you love, it's time to make a change. And, and, I, and I started to realize that when I was in college and seeing people that were, you know, old enough to be my parents or grandparents, you know, and then looking at some people out in the world that just say, you know what, you guys are young. This is the time to chase your dream. Where I'm sitting in class looking at people twice my elder who are in the same classroom working for the same dream. It's like, no, as long as you have air and you have the will to move and the power and desire, you can accomplish anything. It all goes back down to, to what you want and what you're willing to do. Same thing for people who are in marriages that have kids that are miserable. Hey, if you don't have that same love and passion for that person you had when it started, then it's time to reevaluate. And I always tell myself and people when I'm in relationship, you know, let's not put a date on it. Obviously, if we get the forever, that's amazing. But we do this until it isn't fun anymore, right? Mm. And, and that right there is open-ended. It may take 20 years, 40 years for, for us to lose the spark, lose the fun. And that don't mean you just give up. That means you notice that something is wrong and some adjustments need to be made, whether it's we figure out how to move forward as a unit or we figure out how to move separate as individuals. Mm -hmm. But either way, you got to you got to stay got to stay fresh. And and, you know, for the longest people would tell me, well, well, you have to declare a target or an audience. And I'm like, nah, I just can't do that because this is not just any brand. You know, it's not just one person that that fits this or a few. It's every person on this earth can can gravitate towards something this brand is doing and stands for, right? Whether you're an athlete, an entrepreneur, a parent, a friend, a musician, it doesn't matter. Above all of that, you're a person and you have a person which the world wouldn't spend the same without you fits. And it's up to you as a person to decide what it is that, that you gravitate to, what you correlate with and how you can best utilize this concept. And, and like I said, just, just operating from a day one mindset over the last you know seven to eight years, I looked up and I see a community now of, of people from all over the world. This concept, the world wouldn't spend a sand without you, has traveled all around the world. Um, activated my nonprofit, it did some things. You know, I ran 100 miles last year in 10 days. That engaged 40,000 people in a week. And, and that just really helped me set the foundation for some of my annual things from the nonprofit, from the charity, and just making this my lane and, and my calling from God. And that's all that I've been doing is just answering it and delivering the message. And going back to the football dream, I thought, you know, my life was 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 destined to be me playing football in front of, in front of hundreds of thousands of people. And I realized as, as a speaker, you know, I had those same aspirations when I started to speak in front of big crowds. And then I realized it's not about the, the quantity. It's about the quality of value that you put in people. And I realized I'm having conversations at the grocery store, at the gym, sometimes one people, sometimes two. And there are some times where I'm in front of, of larger groups, but I realized that's not the importance because every one person is worthy, right? Yeah. And I just started delivering that same passion regardless of who I was talking to and regardless of where I was. And this thing started growing. And now I know, you know, I think the loudest message I got from God was focus on making a difference and I'll take care of your living. So I don't have to worry about where I'm going to speak. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to say. All I have to do is keep doing what I've been called to do. And that's encourage growth, spread love and give back and use myself and my story as a vessel of hope. 
and and here we are in 2021 and things are falling in place man and i feel i feel honored you know i feel just just honored to be where i'm at and have something that i can contribute to the world to give a positive impression on people dude it's so good i have so much love for you your mindset is is really like one to be uh looked up to honestly like in in your just speaking right now and talking I'm like, just in my mind, I'm like, Brandaris, man, like, I'm just trying to get a little bit more of your energy and, and your positivity because it is, it, it's, it exudes, you know what I mean? It literally, I can feel your passion and your energy for what you're doing. Uh, and yeah. I just love it so much, man. And thank you for your vulnerability uh, in that entire story. I am sorry um, about the person that you had lost. Um, those years ago and I have just even that much more love for you because you took a really really bad situation and you turned it into this incredible journey that you're on yes sir right man and that situation could have defeated you or just brought you into a totally different path that could have been much darker uh, but what was it hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Dude. And then you, you know, you just, you didn't go that way. You went the way, even in your darkest time, man, you still chose love. You still chose peace and positivity. And, uh, it's just such an important story. I think for, for people to know and understand because, you know, we're all struggling. We're all going through really, really difficult times. And, and, and your example of the really, really hard time that you went through and you can see just what is possible for mm -hmm. all of us to achieve, even mm -hmm. after going through uh, something as terrible as you had to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, dude, to see where you're at right now with the book, with the nonprofit, to be spreading this message, you ran a hundred miles in order to bring more awareness to mental health and, and suicide prevention. It's like those things, maybe, you know, we probably wouldn't be here right now if that didn't happen to you, you know, those years ago. Man, 100%. That gave me the chills because it's yeah. always tell people like my first book concept was called uh, Great Drive, Great Depression. The same things in life that make you smile, make you cry. Yeah. And, that, and that came from just sitting down and looking at my life like love your family. I love football. Uh, I love the thought of having money, uh, traveling and, and, and all those things brought me joy. But those same things brought me a pressure, you know, and and those same things broke me down. It was a time where I didn't even really want to play football, right? But I felt like I was a, I was gonna let everybody down if I gave up. So even though I had all that joy and, and, and high hopes of football taking care of me and my family, it also brought a pressure. And, and as I sit down and I look, like people think entrepreneurship is easy and uh, generational wealth is the, is the topic of discussion. And people don't realize those things carry heavy, heavy consequences, right? On the other side is, is, a, is a great award if, if you're one of the ones that are fortunate to achieve it. But just the level of pressure and, and balance of what it takes to actually achieve it is enough to drive someone insane. And that's why I'm looking at my life now like it took this suicide experience that I went through to see all the times in my life where depression easily could have been the, the circumstance, right? Yeah, yeah. And then look at everybody else you come in contact with and see that okay, this person is, is definitely going through something, right? And, and what I want people to understand about depression, it doesn't take much to get into it. 
And sometimes it doesn't take much to get out. But we have this, this stigma to where people are, are, are considered crazy or considered weak for expressing that they're going through something. And that's why in my book, I put the tagline, like, there's no surgery for depression, right? You, you break a finger, you go to the hospital or to the doctor, you break a leg, you get the flu, you get corona, you go to the doctor. Everybody's trying to find something that's wrong, right? You struggle mentally, and it's just like completely invisible, right? Until someone passes away or until someone does something that's dramatic. And, and, and we can, I really don't think there's a right or wrong answer to it. It just takes a heart and caring individuals, right? You got people who, who end up on drugs, people who end up in prison, people who end up homeless, right? All because of things that they went through mentally. And some people never recover from it. And I was thinking about it last night, you know, when I tore up my knees back to back, even that was a form of PTSD. When it came time for me to jump or leave the ground, I was hesitant. We tell athletes, take your time to recover, right? You get in a car accident, you get hit by a car, you're more anxious when you're in traffic. Take your time, recover. You, you express to somebody that you're having suicidal thoughts or you don't feel confident or you don't feel no worth. Oh, be tough, you, you're gonna be okay, be strong. Sometimes it's not about being strong. Being strong is taking the initiative to get help. Yep. And I tell people all the time, I'm physically strong, I look strong, but sometimes the greatest weakness is in our mind. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why you know I incorporate fitness into what I'm doing because I know I just started running long distance years ago and, and it's something relaxing from it. And it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes you go do it because you need to cope. Well, naturally, when you, when you do it long enough, you realize how much of a peaceful, enjoyable thing running is. Yeah. And that's like with anything else in our life. We don't know until we do it. We don't know mental health is real until we experience it. We don't know you can be successful until you take that shot. And that's the same philosophy I apply to myself and to life. Encouraging growth, spreading love, and giving back. And, and that's not just one form. That's not just giving away shirts. That's not what just giving away shoes. Some people might have shoes. They just need some encouragement or an ear. Some people may have nothing. They need all the above. Some people might need food. And that's why I didn't want to put myself in a box where I had to give the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm. I say, if I can use my time and my talent to tie my 10% to the world, that's what I'm going to do. And, and, I've, and I've stuck to my guns. Over the last eight years, it hasn't been an easy ride, but I know anything that's worth having gonna take gonna take some trials and error. And the, the best metaphor that I think I told myself the other day is, you know, you let hope and let discipline be your bridge over troubled water. Because I realized that even when you declare to do something, whether it be positive or not, you are a target. And, and you're not gonna always attract the light that you put out. And I think that that's part of just being an advocate. It doesn't matter the lane. It doesn't matter what you're rooting for or what you're pushing for. There will be a form of opposition. Oh. And I'm, I'm learning now, you know, as, as I get closer to closer to finishing the book, I look back and I'm like, man, I had no idea that this would turn me into an, a social entrepreneur or, or a published author, right? And as I reflect on my childhood, I've always been a hustler cutting grass to, to pulling weeds to laying rocks to buying shoes and, and flipping them it's always been in me and and looking back on some of my football teams I was always speaking to my team most of the time on game day getting the team hyped up so I realized you know although I didn't get signed to one of the 32 teams in the NFL 
God signed me to another team and another purpose. And that's to stand before everybody and push hope and, and let them know depression is real because I've experienced it. But I know overcoming is real because I did it and I'm doing it. It's not a one-time fix. It's not just one time and you're done. And I, and I tell people, you know, there's still days where I get up and I'm like, ah, man, here we go again. But every day is day one. Every minute is minute one. Every opportunity is the first. And, and I kind of push that philosophy even into the training. You know, as a personal trainer, some people get overwhelmed by the workload or how long they think it's going to take, and that shuts them down. Listen, if you, if you don't have the best of eating habits, let's not worry about a whole week of prep. Let's worry about eating healthy today. And if you eat three meals, I just need you to eat three healthy meals um, one time every meal, right? And break it down into bite-sized pieces, just like any task or anything you're working for. People always say a true visionary will see the end and the beginning. You know what your big picture looks like. Now, what are the bite-sized steps that you're going to take to get to that? That's the same thing with everything else in life and just getting people to understand the philosophy of taking it slow, but being disciplined and being focused and knowing what you want. And I think for myself as a speaker, it ain't about being perfect and having all the right words. It's about being transparent with your journey, right? Mm -hmm. The best education is lived experience. So, you know, that's, that's everything that I stand mm -hmm. on, bro. And I'm just truly honored, man, to, to just share and, and be a vessel of hope and light, whatever and however I can. So, yes, sir. Wow. I just, wow, man, I couldn't agree more with, Everything that you said, first off, I love that the idea of not feeling overwhelmed, right? We don't need to bring anxiety onto ourselves when we can just take it one day at a time, one little increment at a time in order to take these small steps in order to achieve our goals and to get to where we want to get to. So that is uh, an incredible message. I think that you are pushing out. Another thing, man, every time you talk, you can just feel how genuine and passionate you are about this mission of what you're doing in life. Like, dude, when I look at you and I hear you, it's like, this is what you're truly meant to be. And yeah. that, right. And that experience, uh, who I don't want to put words in your mouth. I look at it. Oh my gosh. This is, you know, this is a, a tough statement to say, honestly, because I can't even understand or fathom what you went through. Yeah. I can't, I really, really can't. But I look back at what this has brought out of you and how you are showing up in the world. And that situation was almost a gift for you because of where it has gotten you to. And dude, that is all the credit to you because you turned it into a gift. It could have brought you down. It could have torn you down. But you turned it into this launching off pad, this mm -hmm. really terrible thing that you were able to switch around and mm -hmm launch yourself off and become the person that you are today and be affecting people that the way that you are changing the world that you are bringing more awareness to mental health and to suicide prevention dude i just have i have so much love for you man and i just i love everything that you're doing and it's like your soul is is like aw like awakening and like exploding through you it's like this is who you are truly meant to be and this is the message that you're truly meant to get out into the world. It's like, dude, you're such a powerful person. We need people like you to do stuff like this and yeah, to sure. make, you know, make these massive, massive changes in the world. It's just, uh, dude, I'm like honored to, to be chatting with you. I get so motivated every single time I speak to you because I just think I'm like, wow, Brandaris went through a, uh, that really, really 
again, a, a place that I can't even understand. That's the place that you went to. And to see where you are now, the difference in where you were to this point, literally in this moment, is just mind-blowing to me. And it's Appreciate something, yeah, man. And I just I just feel so such good energy uh, and so much love for you. And sure. my man, I love the vulnerability of who you are as a person and the message that you're getting out there. So you're not just saying, hey, we need to be vulnerable and speak about you know suicide and things like that. You are doing it. Yes, the, sir. Yo, man, the best way to set the example is for you to do it. Yes, sir. I, I cannot agree more with being vulnerable with each other. I think that just opens us up to so much more peace and love and connection and, and understanding with one another. And that's where real growth can happen. And that's really where a lot of change can happen. And, you know, when we're down or feeling in that certain way, if we feel like we can be vulnerable and open with the people around us, mm-hmm. that's everything, man, because you can get the help that you need from someone else. Someone exactly. Just, right? Someone just needs to literally be there with you and just share energy. And that can make all the difference in the world. And like, what an awesome example, how we hurt ourselves physically with COVID. That stuff is so on the surface. It's like so transparent in front of your face. And it's like, yeah, go to the doctor, do these things. But when you are suffering internally, sometimes it surfaces and we can see, but sometimes it doesn't at all. Exactly. Right. So like, how else can we know that each of us are struggling if we're not vulnerable and open with each other. So dude, yep. thank you for being an advocate for that as well. That is, I just, that is one of my goals in spread love movement too, is to really open the idea of vulnerability. I am <laughs> such a massive fan of being vulnerable and yeah. I just love when I see someone else who's pushing out the same message as well. So good. Sure. We got to yeah. figure out a way to connect, man, to collaborate, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, there's so many opportunities here yeah. for us. We will, man. And I want to ask you too, dude, with your attitude, with your mindset, seems like you're super disciplined and just overall you have this really positive outlook on life and just mm-hmm. a really positive mindset. And I love that you showed, you shared that you're not always that way. Neither, yeah, 100%. Right? And neither am I and that's okay, but it's important to share that with people so that they yeah. understand that there are two sides of it and that we're working and working through things and struggling just like everybody else. Yeah. But, Yo, dude, are there certain things that you do daily? Is there like self-talk that you're doing? Like, what are you doing that is helping you put yourself in that positive mind state so often? Okay, so that's funny you um you mentioned self-talk because my brand strategist Johnny Williams III, he just he just he just completed a whole book called um, Self-Talk throughout the pandemic, and uh, this is the book Self-Talk, right? Yeah. As far as like my daily routine. And me and uh, my brand strategies, we probably go at it every day, you know, a couple hours just as far as like programming, structure, what's the focal point. And and this is another another point where I always make sure to be as vulnerable as possible, right? For for the first, I'm gonna say five, six, five or six years, all of this was just a passion for me, right? No business related. I, I had t-shirts, but it was more of a thing like giving away stuff, right? Fast forward into now with everything that just happened in the last like seven or eight months and me having to transition into business, uh, influence or public figure. I've had to tell myself so many times, like you just said, AB, this is what you called to do. AB, you got to set up infrastructure. AB, you got to be disciplined because we know without structure, you don't grow. Right. 
and so many people reaching out from every direction and all walks of life to either share their story, to interview me or to, to potentially partner, it starts to get to where it's like, yo, can't trust anybody, right? What do people want? That's what I'm asking. Why me? Why me? It was the same thing I experienced when I was getting recruited by football. And, and my mom told me then, um, Brand, your whole life you said you wanted a scholarship. You never said where you wanted to go play ball. What I learned from that was be specific and be clear with your goals. Yep. When I said uh, God told me clear as day to focus on making a difference, he'll take care of my living. That's what I had to tell myself. A.B., you spoke this into the atmosphere. This is why people are reaching out. This is why things are falling into place. You deserve this because this is what you wanted. This is what you worked for. And, and then the next step from there is balancing out your life and your family, right? Because it can get busy. You know, I look at, at I'm usually up 5 a.m., 5.30, uh, working out with my cousin, my brother-in-law. Right from there, come home, shower, and then have to look at my print company if there's any invoices or if there's people I need to follow out to, and then interviews, right? And then let's hope that I don't have something that I need to execute, right? And you take that and you put it all in the box. Now you look, think about somebody who's who's an employee. You start accumulating sick hours and sick time and vacation time. Where I'm realizing now as a as a as an entrepreneur. There's no scheduled sit time. There's no scheduled vacation time. There's no set family. So having to structure all of that, sometimes it gets heavy in the mind. And you're just like, wow, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And that's when the real opposition comes into effect. That's when the negative thoughts start to come. You, you will figure out a way to psych yourself out of what you've been called to do. Yep. And to make it even more clear for the last, like I said, six to seven years, um, just running long distance, I always said every year I want to do something in memory of Howard. That was her name. And I always found a way to talk myself out of it, whether it be the comments of the people around me, oh, you need to move on, live your life, or, oh, you, you don't have enough support or you're not big enough to do this and that. I said, I lost my job last year, and, and I felt like the situation that I went through with that was one that honestly probably pushed a lot of people over the ledge. I also realized that sometimes suicide is probably an act of impulse. You'll hear people say, don't make a permanent decision off temporary situations or feelings. Yep. So I took that same approach to that run. It was a, it was an act of impulse. I just decided in my mind that I was going to do it. And, and, and I did it, you know, I, and I planned that run probably one week before I started. So it's not like I had a lot of time to prepare, prepare and put together an event. I, Another term I'm going to give you a concept is stay ready. You don't have to get ready. So I had already been running long distance every day. It was already a, a part of my life. But now I passed it to a cause and something I was passionate about that I knew would engage and reach people. So I'm saying all of that and all to tell people, you know, it's not like when you declare to do something, it's going to be an easy path. You're going to have more adversity and more obstacles to persevere through. But again, if you're focused and you're dedicated and determined, Man, through hell and high water, you're going to find a way to get it done. And just also realizing, like I said, when you decide to come out and, and, and advocate for something, I never really call myself a leader, but I'm going to use it for this conversation right here. Whenever you decide to lead something, you're going to attract all different types of energy and emotion. And it's not going to just be positive. Sometimes people will come off aggressive or, or, or you'll reap the benefits of something that you didn't do. 
And that's another thing that I've had to remember. People always say you reap what you sow. That's true. But in some, in some cases, you reap what you didn't sow. You might get the back end of somebody's frustration because you're right there. Or maybe you resemble someone that triggers them. Or it just could be that day and be that time. Mm -hmm. So I try not to personalize a lot of things. And that's, like you said, going back to not being perfect, working on my own frustration, working on the times when I feel anger or when I feel overwhelmed. And I let that come off on the people around me, right? So it's really just like a one big, one big class, man. And and how you treat people is, is how you perform on the test. Mm -hmm. And I try to tell myself that every person that I come in contact with is a customer. Not that I'm trying to sell something, but just from working in jobs and, and doing customer service trainings, it says the customer is always right. So you always find the best way to, to communicate effectively with your customers, regardless of, of what's going on. At, at a restaurant, the food was cold, you need to get that back. They have a due diligence to do to assure you that they don't earn a bad review and that they give you the best quality. So I'd like to tell myself, whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna try to make it right, right? And obviously, uh, well, for myself, I can't say obviously, sometimes the hardest people, the hardest relationships to maintain are with the people that's closest to you. And that's because a lot of times they're not looking at what you do or the services you provide. They're looking at you just as a person and everything else is null and void. So that takes you, and your discipline to stay within compliance of what you stand on. And, you know, it, it could be a lot of pressure, but like, I feel like right now I'm too far in to turn away, too close to what I've been pursuing. Too many people believe in the movement. And just like a Nike and an Under Armour and a Reebok, I want people to feel that energy whenever they're around. They want ambition, whether it be the merchandise, whether it be the story, whether it be the book, whether it be the events. Like you said, I want people to feel that energy. And that's, and that's the whole story in a nutshell, man. You just, and it's funny, I was even printing my own t-shirts at one point. And I would always get comments from people like, I love what you and your team does. And I would just laugh, like I am the team, you yeah. know, from designing the concepts to printing the merch, to shipping and handling, I was doing it all. But I also realized you can stretch yourself thin. And I'm not sure exactly who said it, but I think I heard Kobe Bryant say it. If you wanna go fast, you go alone. If you wanna go far, you go with a team. So I've taken the time to focus on learning how to become somebody that's before others, learning how to be a leader, learning how to delegate, learning how to appreciate the people that show interest and express uh, genuine uh, interest in, in helping what you're doing. And that way, everybody feels a part of it. They feel connected and we all grow in the same direction with love and we're still encouraging growth and we still giving back, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the, the, the social entrepreneur aspect of it. You set up you know, foundations and situations where people can come on and deploy their passion and, and, and utilize the skills that they have, right? Learning that everybody is different and we all have a different skill, but each of us have a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And honestly, bro, it's just, sometimes I can't even explain how all this stuff happened. I just know the only thing that I can control is my effort and just being resilient and and, and having hope, man, and faith and and here we are with, a, with an organization that started on a piece of paper, you know, from a thought to my mind, from a yeah. tragic experience. And here we are with an empire that I think can really, really make a positive impact on this world. Dude, I love that you focus on your resiliency. It's like you focus yeah. on the things that you can control. You know what I mean? You can control your effort. You can control how resilient you are. You can control what you are doing. You know what I mean? Things are going to get hard sometimes, but we always have the ability to take a step back, take a look at things and decide, make that choice that we want to put our best foot forward and continue on no matter how difficult it may get sometimes. Yeah. Dude, and 
to throw out there, you know, you have those days that you wake up and like, I don't really want to do this today. You know what I mean? I have those days too, of course. There's some days where I'm like, spread love movement, you know, it brings me a lot of joy and happiness. But every now and then I'm like, what am I doing? Like, am I making an impact? Am I, you know, doing the things that I'm, I'm really trying to achieve? And full transparency, I love doing this. This is my passion. This is my life. This is my soul. But our minds creep in. You know, the doubt, it will creep in on us. The uh, yeah. self-loathing thoughts that I'm not good enough. What am I doing? I'm, I'm not yeah. any better than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like those things are there. And I, I'm, I'm grateful that you, you know, you threw that out there and uh, you just make, it's just, it's, it's really important to make all of us, not just me and you, everybody seem human. We're all the same. We're all human. We all have our doubts. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just about, you know, when it really comes down to it, it's like, well, what do I want to do? Am I going to let these doubts and these fears overshadow what I know my soul's ambition is here to achieve? Mm-hmm. You know, or am I going to say, you know, I recognize those things. They're there. I understand it's a part of life, but I'm going to continue to push through and make sure I stay on this path and on this journey because I can tell it in you, man, you, you have the vision, you see what is possible and you see where it can go. And at least for me, that is always my driving force. I'm always like, okay, I have that vision. And like you said before too, you want to get very specific with what you want to achieve. Right. So having that vision is huge. And I really think working in something that you are insanely passionate about and you know, is your life's purpose does make it a little bit easier on those tough days to keep going. Yeah, and that's a very important point. I think, uh, honestly, that's where it came for me the other day um, when I said, let your, let your discipline, faith, and hope be your bridge over troubled water. Because even though you're doing what you want and what you love, you're still going to have those days of opposition. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, it's true. Like, you know, and that's why I like, I like to look at people like Denzel Washington or, you know, the late Nipsey Hussle and, Master P and all those, all those people that, that showed us it's possible. Mm-hmm. And you can go back and trace their story from the beginning. And you see some of them have bad days on camera. Like, you know, I watched Will Smith. Um, there was a fan that, that hugged him and then tried to kiss him and he slapped him. He was like, man, what the is wrong with you? But for me, when I see stuff like that, it's not a, it's not a place of scrutiny to say, oh, uh, you're a celebrity, you shouldn't hit. Like, no, I just show me that you're human. And sometimes you have nerves that are hitting and you get triggered. And, and, and I like to see stuff like that because people will try to put you in the box, man. They, they want to make you be perfect. None of us are perfect. And right. Michael Jordan is another one. You hear people rhyme with Jordan uh, because he doesn't sign autographs or he may come off a little rude. It's like Michael Jordan never signed up. Maybe to sign autographs would be nice to you. He's a ball player and he executed what his dream and passion was. So how can we fault him? Yeah, we would like to see him exhibit uh, positive energy, but by all means, we can't put that expectation on that man, right? I just, I just like to see examples of real people that have real life situations, and obviously, we see some of the, you know, greatest celebrities, you know, that lost to to mental illness. Robin Williams, I, I believe, one of them. Yeah. Uh, funny guy, comedian. Ellen DeGeneres is another person who who I gravitated towards because I, I read through her story and how she struggled coming out, um, you know, being a lesbian, being a comedian. Yep. But now look at her. She's giving away things, impacting millions of lives, 
and she's happy, you know, I, well, assume to be happy. So it's just like, you know, nobody has a, a clean slate or an easy slate and nobody's immune to mental illness. For real. And, and that's what I, that's what I thrive and stand on. Like just pushing vulnerability, just showing people in the world where I'm looked at as big and aggressive, extremely black. He must be mean. He must be this. Well, look, I can give you all my feelings. I can cry tears with you and still be confident in who I am. Yeah. I could wear this shirt with a big heart on it and be as manly, as masculine as I want. Right. I can exhibit tough love, but also be empathetic and compassionate. Yes. So we get to cross out so many barriers just by being who we who we stand up to be. Mm-hmm. And another thing is letting people know you don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be a professional ball player. You don't have to be a big entertainer to have a voice and to mean something. You just have to have the desire and be resilient enough to see it through. And, and it's been no easy walk. And I always tell people, because even when I first started, there was people, oh, man, you need to trademark all your slogans. Look, I don't have the money to trademark it. Right. But you can duplicate the logo. What you cannot do is duplicate my passion and, and, and drive. So, you know, what? If you know what I'm saying? I always tell people I got a million and one concepts, but it's all driven by my fuel and by my my passion and desire. And if you look at the word ambition, that's just to have have the desire to have some control in your life. I think that word is closely related to faith, knowing and believing that. The things that you can't see are possible. If you have the desire to believe in it, to plant a seed out of the dirt when you don't see nothing coming up. Mm-hmm. And that's all that I've done over the last seven to eight years. And it went from people looking at me side eye, like, what are you doing? Were you always up early? Were you always on camera? Were you always on Facebook? To keep going, be, I'm proud of you. Right? And that's you learn not to expect anything from anybody because you're at the mercy of of them. If they say no, you drop. Mm-hmm. They say, yeah, you maintain. And I want people to know the world wouldn't spend the same without you. You are your own validation. You are your greatest supporter. Build it and the people will come. Two things my granddad told me that I highlighted in my book and the chapter my granddad told me. Build it and the people will come. That means you work and you stay disciplined regardless of, of, of who's supporting you, regardless of who sees the vision. You must see the vision. And number two, if it were easy, everybody would do it. Because like you said, you're going to have those days where you get down, you question yourself, nothing's going right. But you got to know the end that you've seen in the beginning of your journey and you keep working forward. And, and, and that's what it is, man. The story of Brandarius Johnson, the, the author, the social entrepreneur, the giver, you know, the motivator, encouraging growth, spreading love and giving back. You know, we got the wellness um. They want ambition, health and wellness, manifesting, starting with the inside home gym. Listen, all you need is an opportunity, the means and the desire. You don't got to have nothing big and fancy. You don't need a fancy suit. You don't need a fancy car. You don't need a fancy house. All you need is a dream mm-hmm. and, and the grit to go for it, bro. And that's that's my whole story, man, like 100%. Man, I love your mind, man. I really... I really do. Every, every single time I hear you speak, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to tap into this guy like more and more because your energy, your ambition, everything that you stand for, I just cannot even deal with how much this is your truest self, Mm -hmm. who you are right now, man. It just, it resonates so deep with how real and genuine uh, of a person you are. Mm -hmm. And it's just really incredible to see you on this path uh, and on this journey and uh, just be pushing out all these positive messages. 
it's just it's unreal we need more people like you in the world buddy we really really do and dude seeing your instagram and then chatting with you on the phone i was so excited and grateful to have any sort of a platform where i'm able to give you more of a voice and introduce you and your mindset and just your beautiful self to as many people as possible I appreciate that, bro, immensely, man. man. Greatly appreciate it. Dude, and this just, is only the beginning of our, our brotherhood, our service. For real. You know, whatever we got to do to stay connected, man. The world has been the same. Spread I love, love that. Dude, yeah. I'm, just, I'm so grateful for you. And I, I love, I feel like when, what I've been thinking about, like when you break down your story, you are really just following your dreams. Mm -hmm. And that is an incredible message and something I I try to convey and, and, and push out for people to do what makes you happy. As long as you're not hurting somebody, do what is passionate to you. Do mm -hmm. what makes you feel alive. Uh, do your dreams. Fulfill mm -hmm. those. Go after those. You're going to live a much happier life if you do that. Brandarius, talking to you. This energy and who you are comes from you following your dreams. Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. And I love too, you're not like so crazy focused on money. You know by doing what you're doing, you're gonna you're gonna get there. You're gonna make the money that you need to make and you're just kind of leaving it out there for God, the universe source to take care of it. And everybody, follow your dreams, please, for yourself, for the betterment of the consciousness of the planet. Follow your dreams. You're going to just be so much happier. You're going to feel so much more fulfilled. And Brandaris, you are the pinnacle of that example of how you can be, how you can feel, and what you can achieve. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. I love you, you so much, you dude. Better, but, uh, thank you, man. 100%. Yeah. Wonderful opportunity and great podcast, man. I, I love this, right? It's, it's going to be the start of many more to come. Yeah, buddy. I get so oh like, I feel so great right now. Just talking to you, man. I said this the other day to you on the phone. I feel like I again could run through a wall with yes. the energy that is just exploding out of me, man. Just who you yeah. are as a person. We just got to get your voice out there and your mission and just you as a person out there more so people can just feel motivated and inspired by you mm -hmm. and, and what you're doing. Damn. Wow. My man. So, uh, I mean, we've touched on this. I, we really have because this is just who you are. So yeah. one of the biggest goals of my life and Spread Love Movement is to shift, is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be mm -hmm. more happy, more peaceful, more loving, more one and together, more of an understanding that we are the same, to not mm -hmm. judge each other. Like when you mentioned before, when you're talking about like Michael Jordan and then yourself, how the way that you look, someone could look at you as this big, tough, angry guy. It's like no judgments. Right. We, right? we have no idea what it's like to be Michael Jordan. How can I judge yeah. him for how he acts? At, yeah. we, we have no idea. None of us will ever understand what life he's lived. You yourself, people may judge you based on your appearance and based on your size and think that you're a scary person and they're missing out on the beauty of who you are as a soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm also pushing out that consciousness of, of let's stop judging. Well, number one, let's stop judging ourselves. Yeah. Listen, I do it all the time. And it's something I'm working on constantly trying not to judge myself. 
it's a constant battle. You know what I mean? You always have these, again, these, these thoughts that creep in uh, and you just, the ego jumps in and it's like, nah, I don't know. You probably can't do this. Let's rethink that one. But working on that as well. And then really, really working on not judging each other. If you right. find yourself in a thought of judging somebody, just try to be aware of it. Don't beat yourself up for having the thought. It is what it is, but actively working on moving away from that thought, changing that thought instead of being like, ah, I don't know, uh, you know, he's, his clothes are kind of weird. Instead, change the thought to be like, wow, that person's really unique and they're doing their own thing. And I respect and I love the courage that, they're, that they have right now in order to maybe wear something different. You know I what just, I mean? For real, sir. man. And just changing our thoughts. So again, just pushing out that consciousness into the world. And I mean, you're doing it right now, man. But I guess, you know, what are more plans that you have now? What are things you're doing in your every single day or plans that you have in the future to be a part of this consciousness shift and help us get to this much, much more beautiful place yeah. that I know that both of us want to get to? Okay. So um, in the coming months, well, actually this, this month, in the coming weeks, uh, picked up my first gig to host another um, another run, a, a charity run for an organization. Um, so I got that May 29th. And then I have, I believe, on the 18th, I'm going to be on the board of a, of a mental health discussion under the um, organization NAMI, the National Alliance for Mental Illness, which is a, a huge, a huge organization uh, across the country. So I was invited to be a part of that. Uh, putting the final touches on the book and then um, starting a little personal training, working with, working with a few clients and just helping them really, you know, develop habits to be a healthier person mentally, physically, and emotionally. And then I have a couple events that may happen um, for sure in June. I mean, in September, I'll be doing another run. Yeah. Not sure if I actually run hundred miles by myself again, but rather bringing the community out and making it a whole wraparound uh, experience. And Love event. that. Food trucks, um, clinicians, other mental health agencies to come out and, 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 and vendor their services. So, but that's the direction that we're going, huh? having the book release, book signing, and just really setting up the program to, to go around the world and telling their story. Uh, and that's everything that we're actively focusing on now. Um, infrastructure, bringing on people to the team, and, and allowing them to execute execute what they're good at. And me focusing on the passion, focus on the movement and doing what, what I feel I'm called to do. Yes, it's exactly what you're called to do. And you're following the calling and you are fulfilling it. And again, thank you, man, for being that example to the world. Yes, sir. For real. Thank you, man, for giving me the opportunity to come and just you know share my story with your platform. Uh, it's all love, man. I got about a thousand different ideas going through my head as far as how we can collaborate and keep the love going. But yeah. you know what? I know God is gonna gonna utilize us how how he how he plans to. Yes, exactly. That's it, right? And that's the thing. I you know, in talking to a lot of people, I I always want to keep things open always. When there's a lot of people like, yeah, we need to collab, we need to do more things, and in my mind, I don't feel like any crazy rush. Yeah. I'm like, I feel the, I feel the love. I feel the energy. And I know that things will come to us. They'll come into mm -hmm. our awareness and into our reality. And when things feel, when they flow and they feel right, they just will. And yeah. right. The most magical things are going to be created from that as opposed to us feeling anxious about it or, or rushing it or, or anything too crazy. Just being in the flow and allowing God, the universe to, to do, to do yes, what it sir. does, which is great. Yeah. 
buddy, before we uh, uh, cut out of here, I'm a massive, massive fan of gratitude. And I just feel like with your mindset too, man, it's just, you're with it, you know, on that line as well. Um, I did the 365 days of gratitude um, on Spread Love Movement. That literally changed my life. And I hope that it impacted so many people just because of how, how powerful gratitude is. Gratitude mm-hmm. can change any situation to a negative one immediately into a positive one. Mm-hmm. It's not always, I'm not saying it's not always that easy just to have that shift, but it is possible. Right. It is definitely, definitely possible. And um, I would just love to know in life today, whenever, uh, what is something in life that you are just grateful for? Man, you know what? That's that list strikes about a million things. Yeah. And you know, I honestly I have to I have to just say I'm most thankful for, you know, our God and, and Father, the Creator, number one. And then two, I think just just the opportunity, I'm grateful for the opportunity of just being human and feeling what you feel, seeing what you see, right? And and not being moved or pressured by any external forces. And then if I have to do anything out of body, I'm just I'm just thankful and extremely, extremely grateful for all of the love and support that's pouring in. Um, I'm grateful that the message is reaching people's hearts. I'm grateful to have my family and and see that people are, are starting to come back from this pandemic and stand strong and be more creative. Man, I'm just I'm, I'm grateful about a lot of things, bro. Just the opportunity of life and, and love and growth and like you said, being able to sit in an adversity and know that I'm gonna get out of this, we're gonna get out of this. Yeah. Each of us, all of us, you know. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for these conversations that we have because we're doing what what we set out to do: encouragement and spread love. You like my spark, man. So it's like, let's do it. It's it's like confirmation. Everything that you planned on doing, this is why you're doing it. Mm. And I'm, I'm grateful for that because there's so many other people that haven't got that call today or that opportunity, right? Right. So I'm happy that things are aligning the way that that we visualize them. And it's a blessing. That's why I give all the glory to God because I think these are the things that we can't control. We control the effort, we control the intention. We don't we don't control the platform that God gives us. And Dude. I love it, bro. I appreciate you, man. Man, what a way to to wrap things up. And Thank you for the gift that you just gave me and what you're talking about right now. Um, it makes me feel gratitude that I found my purpose in life. Yeah. And right, a lot of people out there haven't found it yet. And we were both in that exact same boat, you know, for a, the majority of our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it is something to be so, so grateful for to find something that yeah. you are just so connected to and so incredibly passionate about. Right. So that just yeah brought that to my awareness, yeah. man. So thank you for that gift. And, and and to just add on that, like when it just feels normal, it feels natural, no pressure. Like we didn't have to go here and you know go through questions. Like, I'm gonna ask you this and ask you that, but it's been nothing but love since we since we jumped on. And I think that that's the best way to approach things like this when it's just organic. Yes, you no, know, it's just so organic. Absolutely, man. I I really try to tell. I, I mean, I do. I tell every single guest. It's like. This isn't an interview. We are just chilling and talking and being open and vulnerable and genuine with each other. Because when we can be in that state of flow where it isn't so pre-planned, and I have questions 
that I do ask a majority of people, but I have those there because I want to know those things. But if we don't get to them, then we don't get to them. And I'm totally cool with that. It's not about that. It's about being in the moment with everybody during these and just letting what naturally comes out to flow and, mm -hmm. and to be there, which You're I doing love. doing a great man. job, man, for real. Thank you, buddy. Man, it's I great love moment growing to the capacity that you envision. It's, you're doing a great job, man. Thank you, man. Thank sure. you. Oh, wow. All right, Brandaris, if you can let everybody know just where to find you. People, check out Brandarius. Get into his mind a little bit more. Get into his life. See the incredible work that he's doing, how he's changing this world. And then also just to be able to pick up some tips from you, man, and to feel your energy on a regular basis. It's just going to make yeah. people feel that much better. So where can they find you? Social media, um, the book, any anything you want to throw out there? Yeah. Okay. So pretty much uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Day One Ambition, spelled exactly how it sounds: D A Y, the number one, and then Ambition. And then from there, you'll probably you can find every other account that I have on Facebook: Brandarius Johnson, B R A N D A R I U S Johnson, J O H N S O N. We got the book uh, Mental Hope getting ready to drop. Hopefully by the end of May. Uh, no surgery for depression. Every day is day one, you know, moving forward. If anybody should hear this and, and need that hope, know that you are the hope. Just look in the mirror and, and feel yourself. Um, validate what you're going through within yourself. Know that it's real. You're not overthinking. You're not tripping. You're not exaggerating. You're feeling what you're feeling. But know that it's temporary and you have a purpose. The world wouldn't spend the same without you. The mental hustle continues. All glory be to God. Every day is day one. Let's get it. Um, amazing. We are Definitely going to end things right there. That was whew, the best way to close things out. My man, thank you for being here. I, I have so much love for you and what you're doing. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for being here and listening and just being present and being in the moment with us. I, I hope it inspired you, motivated you, and, and hopefully you're just vibrating on another level right now. We love you all so, so much. Uh, thank you again, and we will see you next time. Ciao. Sure.